Welcome to uh, Running Flat Radio. Chris Yuzinski here. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with Running Flat Radio, we are a show predominantly about running and, and racing and all kinds of fitness, sometimes nutrition. And uh, two weeks ago, we had an amazing show about triathlon. Uh, it was titled, Is Triathlon Dying? And, uh, and we had you know some of the leading experts in Canada talking about that. Well, today is kind of like part two of that where we actually have uh, John McKibben in studio, and we have uh, uh, John McKibben from the, the Windsor Triathlon Group, and uh, we also have uh, Dave Campbell with us from the Leamington Group, and we're going to talk about uh, kind of the state of affairs of triathlon and how do we get people involved in the sport and, and everything else. So uh, it's going to be a, a real busy show. I, I welcome you to, to listen to it and especially share it as a, as a podcast with your friends. Uh, for past shows, uh, you can listen to us on iTunes or on runningflat.com. Uh, there's a player there for you. Uh, next week's show, huge show, uh, Colonel Chris Hatfield is on with us. Uh, he was our great Canadian for Canada Day. Um, we had a lot of, a lot of issues kind of scheduling Chris in, so uh, Spaceman's going to be on next week. And uh, the week after that is uh, the premier of the province of Ontario, Kathleen Wynne, who is, uh, is an active runner. Uh, she's going to be joining me on the show to kind of talk about basically running and why, why fitness is so important and, and what can we do to keep promote running and fitness and, and health uh, in the province of Ontario. So all kinds of all interesting stuff going on. Uh, but let's talk about last Wednesday, Canada Day. Now, now our Canada Day run in Amherstburg, first off, I want to thank all the volunteers, the participants, the spectators. We're officially the largest run in the country on Canada Day uh, this last Wednesday. We beat out, we were larger than Moncton, Vancouver, Burlington, and even Ottawa uh, in our size. So congratulations to also our winners, uh, Matt and Blair Gervais, for, uh, for coming in first. And if you want to check out uh, the, the really cool video about the event or uh, the 800 so, some odd pictures, that are, they're all on our Facebook page. That's the Canada Day uh, site on, on Facebook. And also there's pictures of Michael Hargraves, who's from the Walkervilles doing a solo concert right in the middle of town. And of course, Bob and Doug McKenzie, who did a, an amazing uh, appearance for us in front of the closed beer store in Amherstburg. That was a lot of fun. So you can check out all those pictures. And uh, and thanks to Chris Hatfield also for allowing us uh, to use his likeness on the medal this year as our great Canadian Award uh, winner. And then last Saturday, talk about a really busy, busy day, at, at, at busy week at Running Flat. Uh, on Saturday, we did uh, Rock Me Anaphylaxis, which is our, our rock and roll run that we produce. And, uh, you know, all the proceeds from that go to the Windsor Allergy and Asthma Education Center. A lot of fun because we kind of run it in and out of the Fork and Cork, which is a big festival on the waterfront. Uh, we use the main stage uh, for uh, a, co- a concert with the Funk Junkies. And we also had Chrissy Cochran and, and Darcy Dobsky, uh, two local musicians on the course, uh, playing rock and roll songs. It was, it was awesome. A um, couple other sh- uh, events that are coming up in the near future for, for Running Front. Um, you know, we, we have the Color Run coming on July 18th at Riverfront Plaza. This is the third year for it. It's, a, it's an awesome event because the amount of color we throw and how dirty you get. And, uh, and, the, and the beauty of the tour uh, this year is it's called Glitter. And, uh, and there is some, it's, it's called the Shine Tour, and there is some glitter uh, in, in the very, very last color station. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, we also have a $10 off discount code. If you go to runningflat.com, go through, uh, through that to the color run site and your, your code is running flat, all one word in caps, uh, is good for $10 off. So please take, uh, take, uh, the, the discount code and use it. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's an amazing experience. What I love about the color run, uh, just cause the sheer size of it and the production values of, of, of the experience that, that, that you get from that event 
But what I really love is that, you know, there's, there's kids in strollers, there's, there's moms and dads, there's grandparents, there's great grandparents, and they're all in the course. And, and really, you don't have to be a runner to be in the event. Uh, you know, you, we, mostly you walk through the color zones anyway to get really dirty. But, but honestly, you know, you don't have to be a runner, but, but what a great way to start running uh, when, it, when it comes to an event like that. So, so by all means, take a look at the color run, and that's uh, coming up on the 18th of, of July. And uh, one of our, our new runs this year that we've had on the books for like three years, uh, and it's on August 8th, is our Walkerville Brewery Craft Draft 5K. And, it, and, it's, and it's a race that actually takes place right from the Walkerville Brewery site, and it kind of goes across Riverside Drive and runs up and down this beautiful uh, course along the Detroit River Vista. And uh, it starts around 6 p.m. on August 8th. And uh, you know what? There's there's all kinds of goodies. Obviously, there's there's beer. It is a beer run. I mean, we're not gonna not gonna hide it. It's a beer run. So you you will have uh, a beer waiting for you at the finish line. Uh, and and of course, the sister station to this station, AM 800 89X, uh, is hosting the the after party uh, in the parking lot. So so that's gonna be a great time. But what's really really interesting about this race is when you register, you declare your marital status. That marital status gets reflected onto your bib so if you're single your bib is green if you're taken that means you're married or in a committed relationship uh your bib is red and then if it's if you're in one of those relationships where it's complicated there's a yellow bib for that so you know it's 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 gonna be a lot of fun because uh, now you actually get to go to an after party after a race and you get to know who's single right i mean i i talk to women all the time who say hey you know i go to these races and i see a cute guy and you know and i don't know if they're single or not well now you don't have to look for a ring. You'll you'll know off the off off the bib alone. So uh, it's uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. That is the Walkerville Brewery Craft Draft 5K August 8th. Uh, for more information about that, just go to runningflat.com. And of course, there's Run for Heroes weekend. Uh, that that's coming up uh, September 20th in Amherstburg. It's a half marathon. It's a 10K. It's a 5K. Uh, you know, and th- those are all walks or runs. Uh, there's a kid's 1K, a kid's 550 meter, and then a kid's marathon. Uh, great event, great local event. Uh, we, we always have a, a big turnout of local runners, and, and we welcome everybody back, plus lots of runners from out of town. It's super flat, and, uh, and it's really awesome being able to run through, like, a historic part of Amherstburg and then through the, uh, the fort, uh, which we run through. So uh, Run for Heroes Half Marathon, uh, September 20th. And for more information about that, go to runningflat.com. And, and the last one we can talk about just before we go to break is uh, is Zombie Chase. Zombie Chase is, uh, you know, in its third year, it's it's always this really iconic kind of waterfront course in the dark uh, by the bridge. And uh, almost everybody gets dressed up as a zombie. And it's just a, a wonderful family event. Believe it or not, it's on the Saturday night of the long Thanksgiving weekend. So it's kind of like, you know what? You eat and you go, oh, instead of sitting here, sitting around and just getting fat, let's all just go for, for a run or a walk uh, along the river. And, and you get a really cool shirt. And don't forget the glow-in-the-dark metal. Uh, again, all that is on runningflat.com. And I welcome you to, uh, to check that out. Uh, so, you know, we're going to go to break. But up next... Uh, we're going to talk about uh, triathlon, especially here locally with John McKibben and Dave Campbell on Running Flat Radio right after these messages. Don't know. Well, we have lots of choices, like Wendy's 99-cent small Frosties all day. Whoa. How much are they? 99 cents. And when is this? All day. How much? 99 cents. And when is this? All day. But it's only for a limited time. Okay, okay. One small Frosty, please. How much are they? (sighs) Small Frosties. 99 cents. (laughs) All summer long at participating Wendy's. Now that's better. Taxes extra. 
From the AM800 Weather Center, here is your latest forecast. Showers ending and skies clearing tonight with an overnight low of 12. Tomorrow, mainly sunny skies with an afternoon high of 21. Thursday, cloudy with a 70% chance of showers and a high 23. Friday, sunny and a high 26. Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers and a high 29. Once again for tonight, showers ending and skies clearing with an overnight low of 12. The Honda 2015 is here at Windsor Honda. Now there's even more reasons to buy Canada's best-selling car for 17 years running. Get a 2015 Civic LX for just $59 per week, all in, with nothing down for 60 months. New owner Ken Enzer and general manager Mark Trenbacher invite you to Windsor Honda to take advantage of great lease rates and $1,000 enhanced lease bonus on all 2015 Civic models. Honda, built to last and priced to sell right now at Windsor Honda. See dealer for details. Acronyms are designed to help us out, like YOLO, LOL, BRB. Well, there's a new acronym to help workers in Ontario. It's ORPP. It stands for Ontario Retirement Pension Plan. And it's here to help working Ontarians save for retirement and get a predictable annual retirement income. OMG, right? You'll be hearing more about the ORPP soon. In the meantime, visit Ontario.ca slash ORPP for more information. TTYL, paid for by the Government of Ontario. AM 800 CKLW. I thank you for taking my call. The place to talk in Windsor, Essex. I thank you also for the great work that you do. The original social media. Looking to start running? Strap on a pair of comfortable shoes. Now put one foot in front of the other and keep going. It's that easy. This is, this is Running Flat Radio on AM 800. And welcome back to uh, Running Flat Radio. Chris Yuzinski here. This is our triathlon special, part deux. Uh, it's And really what we want to do is we want to be able to, to talk about triathlon because it's such an important segment in the endurance industry, especially locally, that uh, two shows ago, well, l- the last show that we had, sorry, we had a, a number of, of experts online, and one of them was actually the CEO of Triathlon Canada, uh, Tim Wilson, and this is what he had to say. And and has there been an uptake in the number of events over the last, let's say, four or five years? It's probably been, well, let's just go back a step. Probably in the last five years, there's certainly been a massive growth in events, um, and there has been uh, probably in the last in the in the in the last period, there's probably been a bit more of a shakeout where some of those events uh, that weren't drawing the participation levels that they wished uh, have dropped off the uh, off the schedule. But over, I guess, generally overall, the events have been steady. Uh, we've seen a steady increase, and now we've seen, I guess, a, a steady uh, what we would probably call market maturity where those events that were small, um, probably the quality wasn't up to the expectation of the participant. They have tended to drop off. Um, and then you've got the real quality events uh, maintaining and treading, uh, treading, you know, keeping pace with the market. And that's uh, Tim Wilson, the CEO from uh, Triathlon Canada, who, uh, who was on with us uh, two, week, two weeks ago. So what I want to do is I want to introduce my, uh, my guests uh, in studio with me. Uh, the first guest is John McKibben, who's organized a lot of local events and has been working with uh, hospice for over 35 years, starting with doing racquetball events and for the last 27 has been involved in, in the sport of triathlon. Um, he's organized uh, Kids of Steel, the Kids Triathlon Camps, and also the Windsor Triathlon, which is now called the Tecumseh Triathlon. And uh, so, John, w- welcome to Running Flat Radio. Thanks for having me on tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and our other guest is uh, from the other side of the county, uh, Dave Campbell, uh, who's one of the principal organizers of the Leamington Triathlon Weekend, uh, otherwise known as Tomato Man. Uh, and uh, Dave's been doing triathlon since 1991 and being a member of the of Team Canada since 1993. Welcome to uh, to Running Flat Radio. Thanks, Chris, for the invitation. Yeah, you know what? And, and, and the reason I reached out to you guys is, look, at, I, I'm, a, I'm a race director. You know, I've done marathons to, to, to 5Ks and kids' dashes. And, and really, I, I, I've got a great respect for uh, the triathlon organization world because of the amount of infrastructure and planning and, and, and all the facets that, that go on in, in, in your sport. And I was at a conference not too long ago, and, and I heard a 
lot of folks who who kind of do both saying you know the triathlon numbers are down triathlon numbers are down i'm thinking wow what's going on you know i've read the articles that the sports doing extremely well you know record numbers of, of participants and and a number of years ago i was negotiating to to, to purchase an iron man and kind of went through through that entire rig and rule and and really got an understanding from the, from the backside of what what iron man looks like and uh and then you know i started talking to steve flack and a couple other guys i know about what's going on in barry shapley and i said you know let's do a radio show about this because i think it's important that we all talk about the, the, the issues of, of the industry itself, and then how does that all boil down to, to us locally, and how do we get more people involved in their races? So uh, let's start with you, John. I mean, you've been at this for 27 years, and, and you've done so many events, especially kind of working with, with, with kids. Uh, what have you seen in the last just five years in, in triathlon? Well, I would, say, I would say it's getting more difficult to attract people. Triathlon isn't dying. There's more people doing triathlons than ever. It's just that there are far too many events, and I think that was alluded to in, in your introduction. Uh, and we are basically, Dave in Leamington and myself here in, in the Windsor area and, and Bell River, uh, we're local events. We put on great events. We know what we're doing. We've done them for a long time. But we can't compete with uh, uh, Whistler putting on an Ironman in beautiful mountains, but we do an excellent job here. We're grassroots. We get children involved. They move through. In fact, our Kids for Hospice Triathlon on August 8th, we now have parents are putting their kids in an event that they did themselves as a child. So that part is very important to us. We just had a, a great success in the weekend out in Bell River. We had 200 and close to 20 people. Uh, the year before was 160, and three years ago was 97. So, but it takes a lot of work to entice people to stay in the area and race. I've I've done some stuff on uh, our Facebook page, uh, doing what you're doing, talking about it. And I said, uh, if we do not get enough people to do our races, because they're very difficult to plan, mm -hmm. it's a lot of man hours. And my purpose is to promote the sport, but to also be able to turn money over to the hospice something that we've been very successful but it's getting more difficult because sponsorship is also oh that's a whole other topic it's another yeah, issue that's... but but that all makes it it all comes into play in putting on an event so we had 220 people uh we attracted some people from across ontario and that that made a difference in the race but you can't rest on your laurels and, and where and just so i can find out where did it all start for you in triathlon well i think the if i talked about uh my wife was starting to do uh, triathlons and uh, Danielle my daughter and my son were at the age and we heard about uh, the first tri uh, kids of steel triathlon held in a pool out in Leamington Richard Najif put it on mm. and then I came back to Carol in hospice and I said Carol we should put on a kids triathlon I'll make money for you and we, Carol Derbyshire yes right, Carol right, sorry right, Carol right, Derbyshire yeah. I'm so used to calling her Carol that uh, over at hospice. Any, uh, hospice we put our first one on I'm going to say 27 years ago at the St. Clair College. And we did make money. I think we made $4,000 at the time. And nobody made money on kids. But we made a point of combining putting on a good race right. with kids. And then it moved down to Sandpoint. And so ever since then, we've we've had a had a kids race. So it's it's been around for a long time. We've seen uh, growth from 80-some people up. We had over 400 one time. And last year, we were down below 200 because we're fighting a, a situation in Tecumseh where... It's Champions Day, and and I think uh, kids have so many things to do and so many choices. It's hard to attract uh, big numbers locally, as as opposed to uh, when when everything was growing. Simon Whitfield made a big difference when he won the golds. I think Dave would agree to that. Triathlon took off after Simon won his right. first gold, and everybody wanted to get into it, and it was a lot of advertising. Kids, the kids looked up to that. And, that. and that's the aspect of heroes. I do want to touch upon that later in the hour because heroes and, 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 and our endurance sports, for some reason, don't mix. And, and, and I'm still trying to figure that one out. But, uh, but Dave, tell us about Leamington and, and some of the stuff that you guys have seen in Leamington over the last five years. Yeah, I have, to agree, I have to agree with John. Our numbers have gone up and down. One year we were 500. Uh, last couple of years have been closer to 200. Actually, this year we were bigger than last year. So what what we've done is we sat down as a committee, and now we decided we're going to have to make it more like a destination race. And I think by making it a destination race, we can attract a different demographics. Also, we have decided to, I call it add-ons. Uh, we talked about this earlier. We've added a 5K, 
we think we're going to so uh, a running race within a triathlon within a triathlon series of, of events kids are, uh, everybody's on their bike let's throw a 5k we've already got the people swimming in the lake let's throw in a 1500 3k open water swim again different demographics different group of people interest them in what we're doing i think that is what we hope to do because as john said the weekend we had hours in Lamington, there was four other triathlons going on in the province of ontario and that's really hard the one thing i will say though and back to your initial offering from triathlon on uh, triathlon canada we as small organizers put on quality races john and i have both been to some rather large races and i'll put our quality against a large race anytime so that was just something also in Leamington, we're doing what john does we have kids camp my wife and i do a kids camp the last week of may last year we had 30 kids go up between 6 and 12 for three days that was fun we started our own club um, we advertise the success of Leamington triathletes and i'm very proud of the Leamington triathletes Next year in Chicago, out of the whole Canadian team, 10 will be there from Leamington. We have 25,000 people in Leamington. 10 of them will be representing Canada. And next year, eight of us have already qualified for Cozumel for the year after. So what we do is let people know that the average person with a little bit of work, because as I've often said, I have a perfect body for radio as a triathlete, because I sure don't look at one, but it works good on radio. So we try to do those kind of things, show the successes that we can do it. But do you do that more as a club or, or more as a race organization? We actually just started our club, and we got to uh, show off our new uniforms okay. at John's races. We're called Tri-West. 25 people have volunteered to join us. I they were kind of hand-picked. We now will be showing those uniforms, and when you follow somebody across the finish line, you're going to see in the back of the uniforms, try West Leamington, because we're proud of where we are. And, of course, the other thing, because we're Leamington, you come to our race, you'll get a week's worth of vegetables for you just for showing up. <laughs> That's great. You know, we're, we're going to take a break. When I come back, I want to talk about the kids' programs and how do we get more people involved in the sport at a grassroots level. You're listening to uh, Running Flat Radio on AM800 CKLW. We'll be right back after these messages. Everybody's taking what they can, but they can't decide. And they do what they want to, because any kind of feeling's all right. And don't be talking, maybe your mama's flying high as a kite. And you're just like the next one, because we'll be walking lonely tonight. Lonely tonight. If so. The next Lotto 649 jackpot is an estimated $21 million, plus the guaranteed $1 million prize draw. What would life be like if you won Lotto 649? I would totally start my own business. Buy a farm and I'd build a go-kart track. Security and comfort. I'm just gone fishing. <laughs> Welcome to Cloud 649. The next jackpot is an estimated $21 million, plus the guaranteed $1 million prize draw. I'm at the point where I'm so irritated right now. So irritated right now. The Lynn Martin Show. I have a different take on this. I was appalled. I couldn't believe it. I was so offended. The place to talk in Windsor, Essex. On Wednesday's show, we'll find out what you've done to try to reduce some of the most annoying fees. We'll also tell you what companies are reducing their fees or getting rid of them altogether or maybe simply hiding them. We'll talk about it next time. The Lynn Martin Show. Weekdays 9 till noon on AM 800. It's 7.30. From the AM800 News Center, your number one news source in Windsor-Essex, an information update with Mike McDonald. Saying Palooza has run its course, the downtown Windsor BIA says Fiesta Latina will be a welcome change. Fiesta Latina is a celebration of Latin culture. The DWBIA says this new event will actually cost less, as Fiesta Latina will cost roughly $50,000, while Palooza typically runs a $98,000 tab. The push will continue to bring high-speed rail to Windsor. City Council has assigned engineer Mark Winterton to attend an information session this summer regarding the Provincial Environmental Assessment, which originally didn't include Windsor. CAO 
Helga Rydell says the province admits high-speed rail is a non-starter without the federal government at the table. Public consultations are underway as a review of labour practices in Ontario continues. Two special advisors, Michael Mitchell and John Murray, were in Windsor meeting with different stakeholders, including migrant workers. In sports, the Tigers are looking to make it two in a row as they meet the Mariners in Seattle again tonight. Felix Dubrant makes his first start of the season for Toronto as the Blue Jays continue their series in Chicago against the White Sox. At Wimbledon, Serena Williams is on to the semifinal, as is top seed Novak Djokovic. From the AM800 Weather Center, showers ending and skies clearing tonight with a low 12. Tomorrow, mainly sunny and a high 21. Right now, it's 19 Celsius or 66 Fahrenheit. I'm Mike McDonald, AM800 News. Running Flag Radio on AM800. Get more info on local races and registration at runningflat.com. Well, you know, I think, first of all, if you look at the Essex County um, model, you know, Leamington, Tomato Man, the Windsor, you know, triathlon that started off as the Auto Man, uh, Bell River, a few other of those events. One of the things that, that I see happening, once people have sort of committed to a, an Ironman, they don't race very often in a season. So I would say that there are actually more net triathletes in Canada this right now than at any point in, in all of history. The issue is that they aren't necessarily showing up in Essex County as often as we did, say, back when Jamie Kazarak and Dan Murray and, and Donna Laurie and those great athletes from Windsor and Essex County were racing 20 years ago. You know, the Windsor race was one of the biggest races. Lori Bowden, the Hawaii Ironman champion, I can remember her doing the Windsor Automan triathlon. And so at that era, there weren't as many options. There weren't nearly as many half Ironman races or Ironman races. And so now what I see happening are people, they, they might actually come out and volunteer at the Automan or the Leamington race, but they're not actually participating as much. So one of the issues I think that the sport needs to see are the, the sort of recruitment of newbies. You know, these people who are doing these sort of one-hour to two-hour races, two or three in a summer, mostly in their own county, because that, that's having an impact when I talk to John McKibben from Windsor uh, and some of the other events, that there are more people training. There just aren't as many people showing up at the local race. And yet when you go last, last weekend in Mount Tremblant, you know, 2,500 people were there. So it's not that they're not showing up, but they're showing up in bigger events, training more often and not racing quite as often at the local level. That's uh, Barry Shepley, uh, Olympic uh, triathlon coach and, uh, and and really a great industry expert. Uh, we had him on two weeks ago, and that's what he had to say uh, when we talked about why we're not seeing these types of, of registrations. John McKibben from, from the Windsor Triathlon uh, is joining me along with Dave Campbell from, from uh, the Leamington Triathlon Weekend. And, uh, you know, I mean, what he says is, is, is pretty true to fact. I mean, we, we are looking at record numbers in, in the sport, but, but they're all focused and concentrated on, on, on Ironman or, or, you know, Family Challenge. And a lot of that is because uh, Ironman two years ago had 64 events in North America. Today, I think they're up to 148. So, I mean, their numbers are going down per event. I mean, with 1,200, we're at Muskoka. So, you know, and that used to be uh, 3,000, 4,000 at one point in time. So numbers are, are dwindling in the larger events. But there's so many more events to do uh, that that's where they're picking up a lot of their numbers because a lot of even the bigger events aren't selling out like they used to in one day a year in advance. Uh, that's all going by the wayside as well. So, um, you know, that, that's really some of the other things that kind of spurred on why we're having this conversation and talking about how we can we can improve our numbers and, and how do we get more of those folks who are kind of focused on the longer races to come in and, and, and check out the Windsor Triathlon. You're, you're correct, Chris, because I wrote on our Facebook page, uh, the Tecumseh Triathlon Facebook page, uh, a couple of weeks ago about the same situation, and I basically laid it out that we have local races and if we cannot get enough local racers, because we're basically locally based, and we, we get a few people coming from from Michigan and, and, and maybe some London and from Toronto, but it's not our core group of people we want to come. I said, you can volunteer. You can race on a, a team but or pick out one race a year via Leamington, Bell River, Tecumseh, Harold. They have a duathlon to support the local races because we need that support. We have great races. We work very hard to uh, to get people out. We have triatries where people can do their first race. We make the distances are there that anybody anybody should be able to get through it. We have our kids programs and kids from zero to five. We start at five and under. Both Leamington and ourselves have 
and they're great races. They're, I mean, they're just fantastic races. So let's talk about try a try because yep. let's because this show is really designed to kind of get folks off the couch into mm-hmm. their first five k, mm-hmm. and and to get them active in the sport by kind of you know educating them on mm-hmm. what we do and what's going on. So let's talk about try a try and what those distances are. What kind of a commitment that is. If you want to go to like the let's say the lowest kind of level of mm-hmm. of commitment to get yeah. into triathlon to try it out, yeah, the, the introduction of it. I'll use our example. It's a little different in Tecumseh, but not much difference. In Bell River, we had a two hundred meter swim, and a ten k bike, and a two and a half k run. Okay, so that's a two hundred meter open water swim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How, how far is the ten uh, k bike? Ten k bike, and, and a two and a half k run. Two and a half k. So run. they're they're. Full, I, I'm not going to say how long it takes them because everybody is at a yeah, different level. Sure, absolutely. But the point is, it's all under an hour. Okay. It doesn't have to take a lot of. Uh, uh, they don't have to be a great swimmer. They don't have to be a great biker or a runner, and they can do the race. And then usually you see them back doing the longer distance at our races. Leamington <laughs> has the same thing. We have a little longer in Tecumseh because historically we've had the same distances, and there they do a 300 meter swim, uh, 15k bike, and a 3k run. So everybody can, you know, you can choose which race you want to do. And Leamington has their try try on the Saturday. And we see many people coming back to our races in years. And now they're doing half Ironmans and Ironmans. And they, they tell us many times, I'll tell you the most famous racer that we've had in Bell River that won his first triathlon ever is our own Harold's Lionel Sanders. Mm. And then he won the first racer. And he started out Lionel. Who, his, won, who won Muskoka last week? Yeah, who won Muskoka. Top... Half Ironman, uh, one of the top five, I would say, in, in the world right now doing half Ironmans from from our own area. Mm-hmm. Tremendous skill. And he started out in Bell River doing his first race, and obviously he's he's kind of shot past that type of race, but he still comes back. Uh, he did uh, Leamington, right, Dave? He did Leamington there. He came back, and he, and he does local races. He comes out to Harold and does the race. Uh, our race happens to fall on, obviously, Muskoka was the same weekend as, as Bell River, but but they can't do all the stuff. But I, I'll give him many props for, for coming back and supporting local races. We have a lot of local people that say, I'm going to do a local race, mm-hmm. and they enjoy it. So I think that's great. And it, what Barry said is, tro- is true. There are more people, and I said it earlier, doing triathlons. It's just that there's a ton of people that that have so many choices. I'll point out the fact about Michigan. We used to get a fairly good following from Michigan, right. Ohio, and, and Illinois. But Michigan in four months has 160 races. We have the passport problem where they don't have to come over to correct to Canada to race. Yeah, they, they have lots of options. They have Michigan lots of options, it. so we, we can't attract them that way. So, so Dave, what do you think is, is, is the big stumbling block to entry to get someone into triathlon? Is is it swimming? Is it is it the bike? What what do you think it is? I think it's the swimming. I've always made a, a joke: if you drown, you're disqualified, so you're done before you start. <laughs> That's why we uh, do our try try in a pool. It takes that fear factor away. You're in a pool. You're all set to go. We also do a do a do because I feel I start out as a duathlon, a duathlete, I should say. Okay. And why don't we explain what a duathlon oh, is? Oh, duathlete is just run, bike, run. Okay. So we're finding that that's going to be one of our pushes for next year because that is something a person has a mountain bike. They do a lot of running. They can join us. And that's what one of our pushes will be next year. And you're right because we talked about 70.3, probably a disservice to sprint triathlons. Sprint triathlons are not sexy. They're, you know, oh, anybody can do a sprint. Okay, come and join us and see what it's like. And I think that's what we have to work on. And I think getting people in the pool, how, showing more How far is a sprint so we can explain the Oh, first. a sprint is 750 swim, okay. 20K bike, 5K run. And one of the comments was we can do it in 55 minutes, but <laughs> um, the average person can attain that. And that's the part we're trying to push in Leamington. That is a very obtainable length of thing to do 750 swim come to our master's class on tuesday and thursday we take open we take a bunch out open water swimming every thursday we have a biking group get together on saturday we have running groups on sunday and wednesday so we show them you can run you can bike and we're finally getting some of them in the pool or the open water to start swimming and i think that's the duathlon is something that's been forgotten and i truly believe that's another in to get people into the sport 
Yeah, go ahead, John. I, I totally agree with Dave. We've changed our even how we do our kids for hospice race. I've added uh, three divisions for duathlons this year. First time ever, I think, even a kid's triathlon is also including a duathlon. So I've, I felt it was important. We opened it up to another group of kids that, that maybe can't swim, more comfortable uh, running, biking, running. Distances are all chainable, and we want the kids to be involved. Locally, duathlons has a long storied history of very good people. Right now, we have Daryl Flax and Shane Dumichel, very top duathletes in Canada. Okay. Very competitive. And they support the sport. They write blogs on it. They get people involved. We've had, uh, at different times, 90 to 100 people doing our duathlon. It comes and goes. It seems to go in cycles. But, but uh, it's available to everybody. We offer it in every event. And now we've offered it with kids. Uh, our kids' camp uh, is, a, is a, a feeder to, uh, to our kids' triathlon. As I said to you earlier today when we were talking, our cost is, is $80 for a kids' camp. They, they get three days in the morning for a kids' camp. They're also automatically entered into our kids' for hospice race, and they all get shirts and all the food they can steal and eat uh, while they're there. And we just try and make it a fun event for them. That it's non-competitive, but they do learn from very good instructors. Uh, Windsor's own Kelly Steele comes out as one of our guest instructors. Uh, I think, Chris, you know Kelly a little uh, bit? Yeah, a little bit. A little when, bit, yes. When she's here. Yes, but <laughs> Kelly's done doing a great job for yeah. the multi-sport community. Well, and she, she does, she's, a, she's she does in, a great job, She's period. into everything. I don't know how long she's going to last because I've seen her in situations where she's in overhead, shall we say, learning new sports, but she's promoting yeah. our community. And wellness. Yeah, and wellness, and I think that's very important. So it's not one thing. It's it's a combination of whole things that go into trying to uh, get people involved. So let's talk about the kids' event. What kind of distances and what kind of age groups? So so parents out there can kind of figure out how how and where do they put their kids into it. Well, if we go back to the good old days, and Kids of Steel was very competitive across Ontario. It went up to, we had up to 19 doing Kids of Steel. And they did they did uh, uh, 500 meters in the water. They did uh, 20K on the bike sometimes. And they, and they did a five, four or 5K run. That's all disappeared because of Triathlon Canada identifying certain age groups that aren't kids anymore. Right. So, and we're down to up to 14 and 15, I think. Our race now, we've moved to 14 and 15 to the Sunday because... Uh, so our age groups are 0 to 5, 6 to 7, 8 to 9, 10 to 11, and 12 to 13. And Whew. so, and every, it's only two years, yeah. and the distances are, they can move up the next year, and it shouldn't be that difficult. We used to have lo- much longer distances in Kids of Steel. People used to look back, and I remember Blair, Jasmine, and Duffy, and my daughter, and my son, and, and Marachis, and people. We had a very strong group of juniors. All of them were on the junior national team at one time, and except for a few people that chose not to do that. But they were all very good around. They were doing Olympic distance races at 14 and right. 15. That's how well-trained they were. Parents, obviously, with Richard and, 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 and our family and some other families, supported their kids. Today, you... Kids can't do those distances. That, you're back to our sanctioning because that's part of the thing now. They yes. tell you how far they can run and how far they can swim and how mm-hmm. far they can bike. And we're not even supposed to use the word kids of steel because that's been trademarked now. Yes. So we can't even use that anymore, even though we started it. But I, I think the other thing, too, you talk about <laughs> moving up. And I know no one wants to hear this because I think grassroots is very important. But the problem is to get from grassroots to the next step that's where the money comes in. And no one wants, we, we try to ignore it, but it's a fact. If they see us on our bikes, everybody wants one of those. They Ooh. see you in a nice wetsuit, they want one of those. Right. And that's, I don't have an answer to that problem, but that's the problem to try to get from grassroots up to the next. Yeah. You know what, D- Dave, I, I want to talk about that and I want to talk about sponsorships as well. And we want to go back to the issue of costs mm-hmm. because these are very, very costly events to put on if you want to do them well. And, and and that's why we got to charge what we charge. But but I do want to get all of that uh, together for you. But first, we're going to do Song of the Week. Every week, we pick a, a new song. And uh, I had the, the great honor of seeing Parade of Lights uh, open up for AWOL Nation uh, last week in Detroit. Uh, this is their song that came out a couple weeks ago called Feeling Electric.
First, everything you need for your drive home. The afternoon news on AM 800 CKLW. On the next show, the DVD report at 420 with Mike Mayo talking about Helen Mirren in Woman in Gold. Can marijuana alleviate arthritis pain? That's what a Leamington company will try to find out. We'll hear from the CEO of Afria, a licensed marijuana producer. Local news, weather, traffic, and sports. The afternoon news, weekdays 3 till 6 on AM 800. And now the latest forecast from the AM800 Weather Center. Showers ending tonight with skies clearing and an overnight low of 12. For tomorrow, it'll be mainly sunny with a high of 21. Thursday, cloudy with a 70% chance of showers and a high 23. Friday, sunny skies and a high 26. Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers and a high 29. Once again for tonight, showers ending and skies clearing with an overnight low of 12. You'll have a blast at the Essex Fun Fest. Three days filled with great food, music, and family fun July 10th through 12th. Like the Libro Credit Union Crazy Crew BMX Stunt Show and Expanded Midway. Want music? Friday night is Absolute Journey. Saturday night is the Rolling Stones Tribute Show. And Sunday is Country Night with tributes to Tim McGraw and Shania Twain. All live on the Unifor Local 444 main stage. Don't forget the BIA Downtown Classic Car Show and the Sunday Night Fireworks. That's July 10th through 12th. Brought to you by Kednap Ford. Essex Countryside Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Dave Hitchcock Chevrolet. Visit EssexFunFest.com. Keep fit. Keep active. Keep running. This This is Running Flat Radio on AM 800. Hey, welcome back to uh, Running Flat Radio. I'm Chris Yuzinski. Uh, in the studio with me is uh, John McKibben from the uh, the Tecumseh Triathlon and, and Dave Campbell from uh, Tomato Man or the Leamington Triathlon. You know, we, we were just talking about uh, the costs, and, and really we were kind of focusing on the costs of gear and bikes. And, and look, th- there's no doubt that, that the, the cost of entry is you've you got to have a bike, right, whether you're doing a duathlon or a triathlon. I mean, yeah. We just talked a little bit about, you know, I mean, I just got rid of, I had a Cervelo P3 that I got rid of because uh, I didn't like the geometry and went, went to a mountain bike. But, but you know, it's they're very costly pieces of equipment. Yeah, it is. And that's, that's how you go the next step. And I don't have an answer, but you can train all you want. But triathlon is a, getting become a very expensive sport. Even the difference in wetsuits and, as you know, the difference in running shoes and training and going to master's class because all winter you have to swim and then you have to go to a spin studio which Leamington by the way has the best spin studio oh. sorry had to get oh, my, wait, had wait. to get my plug in wait a second wait a second I'm, uh, my, it's my turn john you've talked too much already but anyway it does because you have to learn you have to run yeah. you have to spin right and you have to do all three right and that's why I'm, my other statement was that's why do athletes are becoming a little better because then you can just in. you can skip the swim part and just run and bike, which you can do pretty well year-round. So one of the questions I asked you guys in the break was was about the master's program, because obviously we have a master's program in Canada that's getting a little more solidified. In fact, Canada is kind of taking over over mm-hmm. a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And and proof of that was at Le Chocolat this year, we were hosting the 10K National Championships as an age group uh, master's championship. And, and one of the things that uh, is, is amazing about our sports, and this is something that's u- absolutely universal, it doesn't matter how old you are to get into this sport. And this is something that I keep trying to beat into people. For instance, at Canada Day, there's a woman from, uh, from Meadford, Ontario, by the name of Olive. She's 75 years old, found out about the Canada Day race and, and the great medal that went with it, started training for her first ever 5K, ran the 5K, knocked it out in 33 minutes, 
and and that was her first ever 5k and it's really the only sport in the world where you could pick it up anywhere in that in in your age and take up running or take up cycling or take up swimming i mean it's 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 amazing and and it's something that that we always talk about because you know we've had you know we'll have Eddie Whitlock on this year and we've we've had a number of other senior folks who who've cracked world records uh, in the half marathon and full marathon, but what, what always what always amazes me is 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 the masters program. So is there an organized masters program in in the in the triathlon world? No, we work we work strictly on five year age groups. There uh, as you go on, you kind of die to get to the next age group, which I'm in that particular outfit because I move next year. But there's just five years, and I think that's great because some of the most exciting times I've had is in the world duathlons, watching the 80 to 85-year-olds, best of friends, race against each other to get their medals. And it's just outstanding to see the people of that kind of age working that hard to get medals, but they're best of friends. Right. And that's what I call my, actually some of the, the Canadian national teams in, in my slang is they're my second family because we race so much and they're really neat people. Awesome. I, I agree with Dave. I've, I've been to, as an official to, since 1988, official in Canada, ITU official for 25 world championships. And you go there and you watch everybody. And I stay in this sport because there's so many good people. Everybody's competitive and they have their own goals. But at the end of the day, very few disagreements. You don't see any any real uh, problems with anybody. They just and they come up and congratulate people. I was in Port, Pontrefina last year for the World Duathlon Championship as an official, and I'm watching these guys that are 75 and 80 and 70, and they're just racehorses out there waiting to prance. <laughs> the, the guys and they've been world class runners all their life, and they haven't lost a step. They're doing 5Ks in 21 minutes at 75 years old. I was in Chicago last year. The guy that was 70, 70 plus doing Olympic distance in under 225. And they're running low 40s at the end of a 10K and they're 70 plus. And Dave knows what that means, how difficult to do that at your age because you just slow down no matter what normally. But there's always somebody out there that's just, you would never pick them out until you look at the results. And super competitive, but they all fit. They don't stand out. They're all part of the crowd. Yeah. They stand in line to have food with us. They talk to you. Uh, it's an age group type mentality. They're no more important than anybody else. We we treat everybody at our races the same way. Even we've had the top pros in our races in Tecumseh and, and Windsor, top athletes who were Ironman champion, you know, that sort of stuff. And they come in, and I still remember Trace Maisel. She won our race. She won money every year. But she showed up, and she came out and helped out in our Kids of Steel race, oh, about six years ago, her and her husband. It poured down rain the whole day, and she was racing the next day, and Trace came out and helped with the kids' event. Never said a word about it, and many triathletes are right. like that. I think that's what we we talk about, and and I think that's the, the good part of triathlon. It's very friendly. Yeah, yeah, and it's also running as well. It's yes. like that, right? Where, yeah. you know, for, for such a solitary sport as running is and even cycling is, Boy, can we throw a party together, right? I mean, it's in, 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 and we have so many running groups, and we have so many, uh, you know, great examples of, like, let's say, like my Amherstburg mm-hmm. Running Club that I'm a member of. And a shout out to my, all my all my running uh, buddies in the Amherstburg area. Since you guys are throwing Leamington and, and Tecumseh and Windsor in there, I might as well throw mine in. And and you know, like like I think this week we're on Boblo Island, running around the island and having dinner together. Because because there is a real uh, sense of, of social well being amongst ourselves. Because we're all in the sport together, whether we're running, uh, you know, full marathons or whether we're just running five Ks. We're really welcoming for those new people to come mm-hmm. in and start to run with us and start to learn how to run a five K. And I think that's that's the, the issue the issue of, of the anxiety of getting involved in endurance sports it comes along with oh my gosh i don't look right you know where do i put the bib you know uh you know how, how do i get in the race you know it's all those things that, that that people don't know uh unless you've done it once or or you have a buddy to bring you along who can answer all those questions for you like in a running club or or in, in a triathlon club where they can kind of help you with your training and and bring you along i gotta i gotta say talking about shout outs i decided to <laughs> let my stepson run with me this week in john's race he waited and passed me at the finish line. Uh, can you can believe it? But true, and I, and I have to say, I know we're running out of time, but I want to thank you, Chris. You've been thanking us 
and for talking to us for what you're doing for the the running community and i think that's going to help john and i down the road on what you're doing to show people how to get out and put your shoes on and i think we're going to reap the the rewards of that the next few years in both our triathlons and our duathlon so thank you no no th- thank you i mean you guys have done amazing work for so many years and um and, and we need to highlight that and we yeah. need to talk about that and we need to see if we can get some more people involved in it to keep that legacy going i'd like to add on to what dave said uh, i think uh, what you're doing is great and, and uh, it's great that we have the opportunity to, to talk about a topic that is out in our community and maybe explain where we're coming from when we have to charge a certain amount there's a small of expenses go into it. We, yeah. we incur that. We put it on. We do our best job. But I'd also like to call you out on talking about runners and parties. Back in the day, anybody that played racquetball, back in the day, and we had 400 people at a tournament for four days, and we didn't know the difference about drinking water or drinking beer, we would wonder why we cramped up by Sunday morning because we drank beer all weekend, and people would crawl out of their car the next day after the for the they stayed there overnight so i think racquetball players probably back in the day took the cake for being able to party but you're right it's a friendly atmosphere people have a good time and i think that's all good it it, it reflects on the people running the events uh, our our philosophies how yeah. we want to treat people we work very hard to take care of people and give them the best experience we can for the costs that they're paying for. Yeah, it's it's not easy being a, a race director, a race organizer, uh, for on a lot of aspects. I mean, you know, for instance, you know, we have over a five thousand dollar bill just for policing, just in Amherstburg, just for our race, uh, for Run for Heroes, and you know, that's a colossal amount of money. Um, it's it's huge, and and that has to be brunted by you know. You know, a thousand people, fifteen hundred people, whatever it is, and and that's where those costs come from. Um, you know, we don't get money from municipalities to put races on. We we don't get well today. We, we actually we don't get anything today. Today we pay for absolutely everything we we, we touch. Yeah. Uh, with, with municipalities, uh, some are a lot worse than others, as as I think all of us can attest to with our dealings, and it's constantly evolving as well. Because you know, many times during the year we'll get a phone call saying, "Oh, by the way, this has changed for this year." Well, we've already opened up registration, guys. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we opened up registration four months ago because we work a year in advance. So, you know, but you know what, guys, thank you very much for coming. And it was it was a great pleasure to, to have uh, John McKibben here from uh, the Tecumseh Triathlon and Dave Campbell here from the Leamington Triathlon. Thanks for joining us on Running Flat Radio. Thanks, Chris. You've been uh, listening to Running Flat Radio on AM 800 CKLW. Uh, For this show and and others, please uh, go to iTunes, look under Running Flat, and all of our shows are on there, Uh, even the one with Terry Fox's brother or or Meb. Uh, And don't forget, next week we have uh, Colonel Chris Hatfield, and the week after that we have the Premier of Ontario, Kathleen Wynne, talking about running. You have been listening to Running Flat Radio. Keep running. And that's the end of it. End of episode. Running Flat Radio with Chris Yuzinski. Tuesday night, 7 till 8 on AM 800. Running Flat Radio is a paid program.